Good morning, everybody. I'm Kieran. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to City Church, especially if you're new to church things, especially if all we've been doing thus far seems very unusual but a little bit intriguing. You're very welcome. And if you are used to churchy things, it's my pleasure to welcome you you here if you're new to, to us. So we are looking at the book of Proverbs and this morning we're going to look at a small section from chapter 3. So you'll find that on page, there's two page numbers at the minute because we got new Bibles and the, and the pages don't match with the old Bibles, which uh, we're trying to address. But <laughs> well, <laughs> we're seeing if we can get them changed. So, on the new ones, it's on page 636, and can someone tell me what page it's on the original? So, it's either page 636 or it's 528. Great. So, if we've all got that, we'll read um, the first eight verses. We're going to slow right down um, this morning and really just focus on, on three, uh, four verses, actually. But we'll read the first eight of chapter three. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So reads God's word. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, that you address us as children, wanting to hear your wisdom and to be refreshed by it. As we come to consider these words together now, would you do that by your spirit? In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This passage is the, the section there, five, five and six, trust in the Lord and in all your way with all your heart and lean not on your, on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I remember the first time that I was shown those verses when I was new to the Bible and I was really, really excited by what it said. And in the days before I realized that I was an introvert, I would walk around, I would walk around the fields in, in our, near where we lived, and I recited these words, and I preached the sermon to, to the fields on, on this verse, these few verses myself. And I, I, of course, at the time didn't know that I needed space and liked space, and that's partly why I wandered out into the fields. I just knew I kind of found it helpful. But I had this, had this vivid memory of me as a teenager coming upon these words for the first time. I've been so excited by them. 
and thinking them through. So I'm kind of indulging myself a little bit today by realizing that teenage dream of preaching um, on this section, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, but I wasn't the first person who was excited by it, or has been excited by it. People who read the Bible long before me have been very excited by it, and it has, it has thrilled those in the church for, for centuries. And some people who are Christians have got this little section of the book of Proverbs on a, on a framed image picture on their, on their walls. And, and a little commentary that I have in the house on this book, those are the verses that were written in it by the person um, who had owned it long before me. And it's a feel-good verse, this trust in the Lord with all your heart and to not lean on your own understanding and to acknowledge him and he makes straight your paths. I wonder, how do you react to it? Do you find yourself being warmed by it? Or do you find yourself maybe a little bit suspicious of, of what it says? I wonder if you were to read it to your neighbors, or if you were to read it to some of the people you work with, or in university, or with your family, how it might be received. Because it actually runs across the norms that people value today because the norms we value are more in tune with, well, I trust in myself. And I not only lean on, but I rely on my own understanding. I mean, what else is there? I make my own destiny. I determine my own path. That is the norm. You may be familiar with the words from that poem Invictus. At the end of it, it says, I am the master of my faith. I am the captain of my soul and I'd say if you tried that quote with those same people they probably would be in firm agreement with it and find themselves warming to it and those words have popped up from that poem in all sorts of, of settings since it was first used Winston Churchill talked about these words Nelson Mandela Obama and it's popped up in Star Trek if you're a nerdy you might have come across it in Star Trek in movies and song lyrics and it has this mass appeal because it's plugging into this sense of I am the master of me and yet here we read in in this book of, of wisdom trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight so it has a real bite to it because it's hitting it's hitting a raw nerve because it exposes the root of our falling out with God in the first place. It attacks our desire for and our insistence upon ruling ourselves and trusting ourselves. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust. Now, trust is not something we give easily and rightly so. Especially if you've experienced having that trust broken you'll know how valuable that is. Just recently, Esther bought me the new Lana Del Rey album, Honeymoon. Very excited, right? I thought that somebody had hacked my account because I got this email saying, oh, your credit card has bought Lana Del Rey Honeymoon. I freaked out. I was thinking, not only do they got my credit card, they know I like Lana Del Rey. <laughs> Somebody's stalking me. And so I was really grumpy. And then Esther, I said, look, what the, I said, oh, I bought that for you. It was a surprise. Oh, praise the Lord, twice over. <laughs> so anyway, why I'm telling you that 
is because Lana Del Rey has a little tattoo here just on her wrist and it says trust no one and somebody must have let her down somewhere for you to have that tattooed in your hand no she learned the value of trust and how sad it is for that to be broken I wonder what it's going to be like for her in future relationships you know where the person you're going out with has written on her hand the whole time trust no one when walking up the aisle with that it'd be a bit weird but you know um, on the other hand we know how deeply life-giving it is when we do trust someone and they honor that trust they prove themselves to be trustworthy and the Lord is trustworthy you see in this in verse 5 it says trust in the Lord and that's in in the in capitals there well that is to point to this a special name for God in in the Old Testament Yahweh is that special name and when it goes in capitals like that what it's doing is it's saying to you that God is trustworthy because he is a promise keeping God he is God who's relationally true and faithful a God of gritty love devoted to his people committed to them and, and to their good a God determined to bless his people even when they we are not so trustworthy or faithful in ourselves in return he is a God who stands to his word who does what he says who keeps his commitments and who gives his very life in the person of Jesus to secure our trusting relationship and future with him he can be trusted and more than that he ought to be trusted because what this story of the Bible so far is telling us is that God is our maker he forged us himself with his wisdom and we belong in a trusting relationship with this God who has imprinted his image upon us and if he is God might it not be that he knows more and he sees the full picture and can be trusted even when and if things don't appear to be making sense in our world and in our lives when you read the story of the scripture you see we've got the whole story we we can read it and find out all the background to what's happening with each individual and the bigger picture and yet in the middle of that we see ordinary people struggling to work out what it means to be in relationship with a God who does know more and yet consistently in every story of every life you see that God proves himself to be trustworthy in that human struggle you see how you can trust God with your life with your unknowns with your uncertainties with your fears and you can look to the cross of Christ and as you do ask yourself is there anything I cannot trust this God with trust in the Lord with all your heart you can trust him with everything you've got you can throw your whole life into that trust so I encourage you to meditate on who he is to give time to to read the scriptures read the Bible and, and find out what God is like what he has done what he has said he will do and soak that up to inform that trust whatever it is comes your way whatever joys whatever disappointments the happy times the frustrations the celebrations the griefs put your heart into it because 
really could trust be any other way if it's going to be worthwhile and if God really is out there and if he really is God if we cannot trust him why why would you pursue it yet God shows himself to be a God who is trustworthy yet we know from the environment we live in and from our, our experience that the world is estranged from God and that independence seems to be more natural to people and even to us sometimes people come out with comments like oh you know yourself you don't want to be dependent on anyone and that is seen as as a norm that's the wisdom we're used to hearing about you hear in this great book packed with how to be wise and how to live life to the full we are told to trust in someone else and to see and actually value your dependence to lean not on your own understanding Finn um, our eldest is in a, a GAA club and when I go there I get into all these great conversations with people who um, have no real familiarity with the Bible or with Christianity at all it's get fascinating conversations and one night I was I went there and I was thinking oh I wonder if I get talking to somebody about Bible stuff because people ask me oh what do you work at and so it kind of tends inevitably to come up well I teach the Bible oh weirdo and, and they say yeah it is a bit weird isn't it and we just get talking and um, I, th this one night just when I was getting going in this club I thought I wonder who I'll get chatting to maybe I'll have a conversation with somebody and I turned out having a conversation no joke with a brain surgeon who was a convicted convinced atheist all about faith so I figured this is a good place to be to meet people and have conversations about the Bible about who Jesus is and in the course of our conversation uh, this guy was saying that really everything we need to know is in ourselves in the mind yes we don't know everything about the brain but everything about this world and about this universe and about ourselves we lean on our own understanding to to find those things out we don't need to refer to some fairy tale about God and that is a very common way of thinking wisdom tells us that our own understanding actually is lacking it's not ironic to be wise is to realize that our own understanding is lacking that it is insufficient that it is not utterly reliable that it is not perfect that it is in fact not able to bear the weight of giving meaning to our lives that it is a burden our understanding alone cannot carry and that trusting in the Lord is how we exercise wisdom and actually fulfill our understanding when we don't lean on our own but when we lean on God and we acknowledge his, su his superior wisdom part of the things that I have been saying to people I've met in the Gaelic club is you'd be fascinated by what you read in the Bible you'd be really surprised by the kinds of things Jesus says and does you'd be captivated by it you might not agree with it but you would not be bored and when you read the scriptures and you consider who God is and the wisdom there is in Jesus it's captivating the power and wisdom of Jesus Christ and of God's purposes in the world is incredibly captivating 
and we can acknowledge that, yes, God actually does know more than us. What kind of God would he be if he were not in some way more wise than what we can muster in our own understanding? And that is the kind of God the scriptures presents to us. But maybe, maybe it still sounds a little bit off to you because it sounds like what this book of wisdom here is saying is that you need to stop thinking and just believe. Doesn't it maybe read a little bit like that to you? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. I mean, isn't that the very thing people find so bothersome about faith in the first place? What about all the questions that, that life raises? Am I not meant to, to think those true? What about the things my understanding has led me to? Do I just ignore those things? What about all the things my own understanding has led me to believe about this world? Are we seriously expected to just dump all of that and accept some kind of blind faith in an all-powerful being? One of my other conversations at the GAA, we were talking, I was talking with this about one of the, the ladies there, one of the women who um, their son attends school with Finn. And she said, I, like, I, I want the children to consider all faiths. I don't, I don't want them just to believe in, in Christianity. I want them to be open-minded. And so in her mind, that to believe was to shut down your thinking and to no longer be open-minded, to no longer exercise understanding. So we, we were talking that through. But what this... This verse is not saying, shut down your mind and just believe. Rather, what it's saying is to sur not to surrender your brain in exchange for some kind of spiritual ignorant bliss, but to acknowledge the very thing humanity is so rel reluctant to accept. The fact that God might know more than you. And the fact that there is an infinite amount of understanding to be explored in God. He is God and we are not. He is the creator. We are the creation. And this is calling on us to submit to his authority and to his wisdom. Sometimes as we observe things in our own understanding, the world doesn't make sense. Things don't always add up. But the story of the scripture is one of a God for whom everything will add up perfectly in the end. Everything will be perfect eventually. And you can lean on that reality. You can lean on that God. You can lean on his wisdom. And you can lean on his understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. Verse 6. And he will make straight your paths. sure you've all had the experience of when you're in a room or you you're in the supermarket or whatever and you see somebody you know you know that they have seen you they know you know they've seen you but they do not acknowledge you and you go home and you say to whoever also knows this person oh I was at Tesco or wherever I saw so-and-so they didn't even acknowledge me and there's this sense of that's disgraceful. You know, how dare they not even acknowledge you? Good grief. You know, and there's this collective, you know, you build up the story to hit this headline of 
they didn't even acknowledge me. Do you know? You've at least said that once, no? Yeah. Okay, we've all been there. And you've also been the person who's trying to avoid the person. Okay. I know that. I know that because I've done that too. But when, when, when you are hurt by that, though, you say it's a sense of, hey, they've just, they've just flatly ignored me. They've, they've not given me my place. They just pretended like I wasn't there. And it's very insulting. And that's why this is such a gritty passage. Because God is saying, you need to acknowledge me. Don't ignore me. And there is something in us that, that, that just doesn't like answering to God. And this is about giving God his place, acknowledging him. And it's actually a very fine encouragement. Because it says that in all your ways acknowledge him. God is interested in all your ways. He's interested in you acknowledging him in all the small things and the big things and the things you're struggling with and the things you're rejoicing in. He's interested in all your ways and wants you to acknowledge him in that. And what? That he will make your path straight. He will make your paths straight. Make straight your paths. When I was wandering through the fields as a teenager, I was thinking about that and wondering, you know, what would be ahead for me in my life. And I tell you what, God has kept my path straight in the sense that he has enabled me to continue to follow Jesus, to keep my path straight in the gospel. But it has not been straightforward. We live messy lives. We have ups and downs. Even us pastor types, maybe especially us, you know, we all have messy lives, don't we? Yet, here we can be sure that God's purposes will ultimately keep us on the right way. God will keep us right. As we trust day in and day out, as we acknowledge him day in and day out, God will keep us right. He knows the way. He has set the course. He has fixed his purposes with wisdom into the very fabric of this universe, and he will lead us all to his restored perfect kingdom. He will make your paths straight, even though your life might feel like it's going all over the place. He will make our path straight. I have found that to be true. He goes on, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Be not wise in your own eyes. My granny had lots of little sayings that she used to come out with periodically. One that always stuck with me was she would say, self-praise is no praise. In other words, if you're busy saying how great you are, it's not really, you're not really so great after all. That's for other people to say, not for you to say about yourself. I remember her saying that a lot. I'm not quite sure what it, what it is I or the rest of us were saying that prompted her to say it so much, but she said it a lot. And we're prone, aren't we, to think too highly of ourselves. We tend to be blind to, to our own foolishness. We tend to want to be our own God. And here it says, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It reminds me of what Jesus said when he began to proclaim the gospel of God. 
He said the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And when Jesus said repent, he was saying turn away from your sin, from your opposition against God. But he was saying more than that. He was saying turn away from the lies that sin deceives you with in the first place and turn towards something truer, something better. Turn to me. Believe in me. Trust in me, Jesus is saying. Put all of your hope and faith in me. And in his death, in the cross, he has done all that we need. He has done it all for you. He has provided all you need to fear the Lord and to turn away from evil. What he offers in the gospel brings healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. That was precisely what our reading was reflecting in the book of Acts. That was what the first followers of Jesus were discovering and sharing. Peter said what God foretold by the mouth of his prophets that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. When I preached that teenage sermon of mine all those five years ago I was feeling the freedom and the joy of these words. And I still am today. And we as a community are thrilled by the refreshment and the joy there is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you have not yet known that, it is available to you through the person of Jesus. May I commend that to you. But in closing... Would you join me together in saying verses 5 to 8 together, just as an affirmation of the truths here in this passage. So we'll read verses 5 to 8 together. Give it gusto now. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh, and refreshment to your bones. Amen.